beautiful area to declare a blessing through the laying on of hands. Blessings can be given and received with the laying on of hands. We see that in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. In fact, the New Testament, we see that often with Jesus and children. Jesus laid hands on children and he blessed them. Mark 10, 16 says he took them up in his arms. He laid his hands on them and he blessed them. So he didn't just take them up in his arms. He took them up in his arms, you know, put them there. Then he laid his hands on them and he pronounced a blessing on them. Wow. That means you and I as parents, in fact, you're going to see in a minute that parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, you know, you can all begin to lay hands on your nephews, your nieces, your sons, your daughters, your grandchildren, and bless them. You can impart a spiritual blessing. Yes, they may not come to church, but you have the ability to bless them. Amen. So long as they allow you to get into that home, you can say, can I pray for you or can I bless you? Who will say, no, don't bless me. Right? And then you put your hands on them and you, because you understand what is going on, you are imparting a blessing. And, and many times you can even find out from the Holy Spirit the blessing that you should impart. Praise God. Mark 19, 13 shows that again. Then little children were brought to Jesus that he might put his hands on them and pray. Again, he prayed, there was a prayer of blessings. And in fact, many people don't really regard that. Notice what it says here. The disciples rebuked them. They said, oh, come on, don't do that. You know, don't waste Jesus' time. So the, ma the moms and the aunts and the grandmoms were bringing these children. Say, oh, Jesus, would you bless my child? Would you pray for my child? And the disciples says, oh, come on, don't waste his time. And the Bible says, Jesus rebuked the disciples. He wanted to do that. Amen. And he said, let, in verse 14, he said, Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Do not forbid them, for of, of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed from there. So again, he laid his hands. He was happy to lay hands on them. I'm telling you, you can have a ministry of just blessing people by laying hands on them. Blessing people in your family. This Christmas, when people come over, say, can I bless you? And say it with a smile. Don't be frowning and say, can I bless you? They'll say no. But smile and say, can I bless you? You look, compliment them ahead of time. Say, you're looking good today. Can I bless you? <laughs> you know? And, and, just, and just say yes. So, then you bless them. You bless them. And bless them and just speak a prophetic word or as the Holy Spirit, you know, stares in your heart. And you can even prepare ahead of time before you go. You know, say, Holy Spirit, I want a blessing for my son or my daughter or a blessing for my niece or my uncle. You know, or my uncle, well, whatever. My niece or my nephew, you know. And, and, and basically, he may give you a scripture to drop in your heart. And then when you, you have the opportunity, you say, can I bless you? You lay hands and then you speak that word. And you're imparting a blessing. Praise God. In the Old Testament, we see this in the patriarch uh, Jacob who declared a blessing on his grandchildren Ephraim and Manasseh with the laying on of hands. Genesis 48, 13. says, And Joseph took them both, that's Ephraim and Manasseh, with his right, and, and Ephraim with his right hand towards Israel, that's Jacob, um, and left hand, and Manasseh with his left hand towards Israel's right hand because he wanted um, Israel or Jacob to bless the older with the right hand and, the, and then the younger with the left hand. Okay, then he goes on and it says, um, Then Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand on Manasseh's head, guiding his hand knowingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. So what happened basically was that he crossed his hands. But he did that 
deliberately. So his right hand was now on the younger, and his left hand was on the, was, was on the, on the older. Then it goes on and says, um, And he blessed Joseph and said, God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has fed me all, these, all my life long to this um, uh, life long to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads. Let my name be named upon them and the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. Verse 17 says, Now when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand on the head of Ephraim, it displeased him. So he took hold of his father's hand, removed it and put it on Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. And Joseph said to his father, Not, not so, my father, for this one is the firstborn. Now the point I want you to, I'm, I'm making here is this. Joseph saw the value of the blessing and the laying on of hands. So even though prophetically Jacob crossed his hands and put his right hand on the younger, because he believed that there was more power in the right hand, he said, no, 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 no. Put your right hand on the older. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He recognized there was power in it. Okay, that's the point I want to make. Of course, um, Jacob insisted because he was doing it prophetically that the younger was going to be greater than the older. Okay, but there was something powerful about recognizing that, no, 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 put your right hand here, you know. And I, so I want to encourage you. This is a great opportunity. You know, there's so many promises um, that you can pray over your children, especially when they're really, really young. You can pray. There's a promise, for example, in the book of Isaiah that the, the, the word that is in your mouth is a pro covenant promise. The word that is in the mouth of the righteous will be in the mouth of their children's children. You know, so when you're laying hands on your grandson or your granddaughter or your son, especially when they're young, you say, you can declare, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that the word of life that is in my mouth, the word of salvation in my mouth will be in the mouth of my children, will be in the mouth of my son. And you pronounce the blessing. Powerful stuff. That is why there's a doctrine of laying on of hands. You know, and you can, you can, and, and there's so many other blessings for example, you can say, I love this blessing. It says, you lay hands on your child and say, you will be mighty in the land. Because that's a promise from God. The children of the might righteous will be mighty in the land. Or you are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You are an overcomer. These are powerful blessings. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Or that, you know, there's a scripture that says that if you train a child in the way he should go, he will not depart from it when he grows old. You can declare a blessing that you will be trained in the instruction of the Lord and you will never depart from it. But point I'm making is that laying on of hands has several significant spiritual blessings. And we can access this, this opportunity that God has given each one of us for the laying on of hands. Amen. To be a blessing to others. There is great power in it. Finally, the transference of the anointing through the laying on of hands. You see, sometimes people don't see the significance of this. And, 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 but I want you to be, and next time somebody's going to lay hands on you, you know, um, be careful who lays hands on you, by the way. You want the right people to lay hands on you. Okay, and, and I'll mention that in, uh, towards the end. But, but there's a certain transference of an anointing that happens in the laying on of hands. And the perfect example it can be found in the, in the New Testament with Jesus in his ministry with the woman with the issue of blood. I'll just read from Mark 5, 27. Actually, this is Jesus going to Jairus' home to heal Jairus' daughter. And on his way, the Bible gives this account. It says that there was a woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years. And she, you know, she was really not supposed to be in public. 
because of the law. She broke the law, and she had kept on saying to herself, if I can touch the hem of Jesus' garment, I will be made whole. So she didn't want to go and request from Jesus a miracle. She was going to take a miracle by force. She was the kind of woman that, you know what, Jesus really admired because he commanded her at the end of this. But anyway, the Bible says that she, so she pressed through the crowd and there were so many people that Jesus were, were pressing against Jesus because, you know, there's, there's a crowd that was anticipating miracles and so on. They were all touching Jesus, pressing Jesus and stuff like that. He's on his way to Jairus' home, but this woman is able to touch the hem of Jesus' garment and there's a transference of an anointing. And the Bible says instantly she was healed instantly so jesus then stopped in his tracks and no somebody touched me and then peter said lord everybody is touching me what do you mean somebody touched this no 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 i i discerned that somebody touched me some because he said power left me virtue left him so he stopped and then this woman then comes in mark chapter 5 verse 27 she says this when she heard about jesus she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment for she said if only i may touch his clothes i may i shall be made well 29 immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction and jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out notice what it says power had gone out had been transferred for a purpose of healing. Are you, are you with me so far? And he, you know, and, says, and he turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction transference of power transference of anointing you know she was expectant she said if i can touch his hem of his garments i'll be made whole in other words she was expecting that there would be healing virtue that would flow in her body i want you to be expectant when you come into the healing line expect that there's going to be a transference of the anointing amen because it's really the anointing that comes from above expect that it's going to be facilitated through the laying on of hands amen just like the Holy Spirit baptism can be facilitated through the laying on of hands, praise God, healing can be facilitated through the laying on of hands. But be expectant. Amen? Be expectant. Sometimes you're in a line and some people are falling and, you know, instead of being expectant, you're thinking in your mind, I'm not going to fall, I'm not going to fall, I'm not going to fall. Don't sort of psych, don't, don't, if you fall, you fall so long as you get up and you're healed. Amen? You should be rather say, I'm going to receive everything that God has for me. When this person lays hands on me, thank you, Lord, that my healing is going to be made manifest. In other words, have an attitude like this woman with the issue of blood. She says, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. And because of her faith, even though Jesus, she didn't ask Jesus formally for a miracle, the Bible says she touched, touched the hem of Jesus' garment and immediately there was a transference of power. A few years ago, uh, when I went for a conference in New Jersey, um, it was a wonderful conference, and at the end of the conference, there were so many men of God, powerful men of God on the stage, and, um, and they, they had made a request that, you know, they had said that anybody, any pastor, any minister who wanted their hands, you know, who wanted an anointing transferred to them, and, you know, should basically come forward. And there were quite a few people there. In fact, there were a lot of people there, you know, a lot of ministers, a lot of, of uh, pastors, evangelists, and so on. 
So it was quite a logistical nightmare. You know, there are some, you know, there are some favorites that, you know, sometimes you want somebody to lay hands on you, right? I mean, I, at least for me, sometimes that's it. I want somebody particular to lay hands on me because maybe they have a teaching ministry or they, or whatever. And, you know, they had, they work in signs and wonders. So this was a bit of a, a logistical nightmare. And so they called the ushers and basically when you went forward, the ushers would lead you to whoever was available. So you, you didn't have much of a choice. So there were about six, seven, eight powerful men and women of God laying hands on all these pastors and teachers. So of course I go and, uh, you, know, I, you know, I just go and they say go here. So I just went there and they laid hands on me. Praise God. And I just went back to my seat. So Adra also goes through and uh, they, they, they direct her somebody and she comes back and says, no, I want more. You know, that's not the person that I wanted to lay hands on me. I said, I said to her, look, they've laid hands on you. Praise God. You know, just, just believe. She said, no, 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 no. I want this person to lay hands on me. So she goes back into the line at the back. She goes back and she goes right there and I should lead her to somebody else. So he goes to this person. That's not the person she wants to lay hands on them. But this person lays hands on and they pray for her. She comes back and says, no, I want this person. <laughs> It was quite fun. I was, I was, it was hilarious. We were all kind of amused at it. So she went back into the line. She did it about four times. I, I'm, I'm serious. She did it four times because she wanted somebody to lay hands. Anyway, she didn't get that person even the fourth time. But the person, but so somebody prayed for her and then she came by and said, you know what? I, I think I'm, I'm satisfied. I'm full now. So I won't go anymore. Hold on. So we come back to Guelph. And then we came back on a Sunday, and then we, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we have prayer meeting. Nothing amazing about the prayer meeting. Then uh, it's time for, to pray for people. And the first person that comes, boom, they are slain. They were, they were thrown. And Ajo was not hyper-spiritual or anything. Second person that comes forward, boom. And then I remembered People had laid hands on her. There was a transference of anointing. And everybody was just being slain. Boom, 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 boom. That woman wanted more and she got more. Amen. Transference of anointing. Transference of anointing. It happens. It happens. You saw it in the case of Joshua and Moses. Right? Joshua was able, Moses was able to impart a certain anointing, a certain authority, wisdom to Joshua. And the Bible says that because of that, through the laying on of hands, he was now beginning to, beginning to get regarded in the, in the community. The transference of anointing. So there's so many different benefits, powerful benefits of the laying on of hands. Now there is a caution concerning the laying of hands that Paul talks about in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 22, which really speaks to the fact that we shouldn't be flippant about laying on of hands. Don't just go laying hands on people as if it's nothing spiritual and nothing sacred. He says in 1 Timothy 5, 22, do not lay hands on anyone hastily. He's actually talking to Timothy, who is a pastor. He says, be careful who you lay hands on, okay? Do not lay hands on anyone hastily. In other words, be led of the Spirit, don't do it just as a whim. Be led of the spirit because there's a spiritual impartation that takes place there. Amen? So, there's so many benefits in laying on of hands. One is the benefit of divine healing. Each one of us can be a part of that. We can lay hands on the sick and the Bible says, if we believe, they will recover. 
Amen? There's also the benefits of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it's facilitated through the laying on of hands. You can receive the, it's not only the, t the way that it happens, but sometimes you're facilitated in the baptism of the Holy Spirit through the laying on of hands. Then there's also the laying on of hands for the commissioning of, of, of ministries or people who are going on assignment. You know, and, and there's a certain blessing that is imparted and ascending of a certain, you know, some, you, you, you receive something, a, a certain grace when that is done the right way. And in the sense of also deacons being, uh, being placed in positions and then you lay hands and you commission them to do whatever they've called, been called to do. There's a laying on of hands also for, I guess, uh, the transference of power or the transference of the anointing as well as to, de to declare a blessing on people. So I want to encourage you, begin to lay hands on people as the Spirit leads you. Don't hold back. Pray a blessing on people. And if you don't know any blessings to, to give, go and look at some of the blessings these men of God bless their children with. You know, or look at some of the promises that you're standing on and depart and, and impart a blessing on them. You know what I mean? But you and I can be in the ministry of laying on of hands and remember that Part of the reason why we have doctrine is training in righteousness so that we'll do good works. He will equip us to do good works. So this is all part of the doing of the good works. Laying hands on the sick so that they recover, it's a good work. Laying hands on somebody to declare a blessing is a good work. Amen? So we can plug into that and start doing that. This Christmas, as you spend time with your family and friends, why don't you start praying for people and say, can I bless you? And if they say yes, whether they are five or whether they are 50, you just place your hands on them and just declare a blessing. You don't have to make it a long prayer, you know, but you can declare a blessing. Say, with long life, may God satisfy you and show you his salvation. Done. But you declare a blessing. And you want to even, before, you know, on that Christmas for lunch or whatever it is, your dinner you have, pray ahead of time. Say, Holy Spirit, I want to be able to bless my, the people I come in contact with. Give me prophetic words of blessing. And you just lay your hands and, and believe, you believe that when you impart, uh, when you lay hands on them, you will be able to impart a blessing. And God's ministry through the laying on of hands can be done through you. Amen.